and welcome back to another episode of On the Bench with Beaks. This is episode number 53. I am your host, who kind of likes eating toast, uh, Cody Beekman. And with me, as always, is Half Price Bryce McMillan. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> and I've got Ross Galore Mormeyer. What's up, guys? Today, we've got an incredible guest. Like, we're really stoked about this one. Um, he is a table hockey artist we've got trent bueller with us on the on the episode today trent say hi to everybody uh what's going on man hi everybody how you doing thanks for having me on the show this is awesome oh absolutely absolutely man we're really stoked about it we've got a great uh we've got a great show today and you know obviously hockey day in history a little player spotlight from mr Mo- from mr moormeyer um oh we've got a champion uh champion in the nwhl and then we're going to talk some uh some table hockey today so uh without further ado uh we will let's uh go into hockey day in history and as per usual we like our guests to start us off so trent uh i uh, hear you've got a hockey day in history for us so i do I'm going with uh, April 2nd, 83. Uh, Philadelphia's Dave Poulin played in his first NHL game, scored his first two goals on his first two shots. Oh, man. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, how, how many people really get to just uh, throw uh, throw in their first two goals on their first two NHL shots that – I mean, uh, Mario did it, obviously, and yeah. I think uh, maybe Austin Matthews did it as well. Well, he scored four goals in his first, but that's a huge, that's a huge, uh, uh, like, way to break into the uh, the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. That Very, a great one. Yeah, that's beauty. Uh, so, all right, uh, Bryce, uh, let's, let's keep her going there, bud. All right, so my hockey day in history is April 2nd, 2001. Colorado's Joe Sackett scored his 11th career hat trick as the Avalanche clinched the President's Trophy with a 5-3 victory over the visiting Edmonton Oilers. And 2001, by the way, is when they won the Cup. Oh, that's true. Joey Sackick. I mean, Super Joe. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can't you can't say no to Joe. No, no, and that wicked wrister he has. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, no, no, nothing. I don't think I've ever seen anything like it since. No, he is a he's able to hit a fly out of the air. Oh yeah, so Mr. Miyagi shit. <laughs> All right, Ross, uh, let's uh, let's keep going here, bud. Well, mine is April second uh, from nineteen eighty five. Oh, it is the Almighty. Paul, uh, Peter Stasny, and he scored his hundredth point uh, for of a season for the fifth, his fifth straight year, when he picked up an assist on the in, for the Nordics win six to four over the Bruins. I gotta tell you, man, those stat, uh, Peter Stasny, Anton, Mario Stasny, and then you know you got Paulie. That's I mean, how many triplets do you really get to see playing? Uh, uh, play in the NHL. All of them sl- sneaking out of Slovakia too. Yeah. Yep. It's. I mean, it's a, it's a crazy story. If you ever actually really read up on like how the Stasny brothers, are, like how uh, like every single one of them actually had to leave Slovakia, it's a, it's a pretty great. Co- like, it's a crazy story. But I mean, it's a it's a story for a lot of uh, you know hockey players that were leaving you know the Iron Curtain back oh, yeah. then. You know, like basically up in the uh, up in midnight, you know, uh, sneaking out of the house, going, uh, you know, maybe like in a <laughs> underground railroad type situation right. here, just you know, just trying to get out of uh, like the uh, oppressive, you know, uh, communist party. Yeah, it's huge. It's crazy, but I mean, uh, and I mean, it must have been even harder for actual like Russian players to like uh, to, to get out of there. Oh yeah, just try to uh, flee and just secede from that whole entire nation. Oh, and find a better life, really, too. Oh yeah. Kind of look what the Russians have been too as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, let me uh, let me round this one off real quick. I've got a I've got a pretty juicy little tidbit here. April second, nineteen eighty three. Mike, uh, the New York Islanders. Mike Bossy scored a third period goal to become the first player in NHL history to get sixty or more goals in three straight seasons. Oh my! Holy Sixty Lord. or more goals. I mean, Mike Bossy. I well, I uh, I think we can all agree. I mean, Bossy was the boss. Oh yeah. 
back then. I mean, uh, well, during the Islanders' reign of terror, absolute. I mean, Bossy was pretty much the ringleader of that entire thing. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, he's he in the fun. name. And even to go looking back that far in history just a little bit, it's pretty amazing to were 60 goals. And just think about the kind of style you're doing it into. Oh, yeah. Well, then you got Denny Povin and you've got Trottier. <laughs> well, yeah. You've, you've, like, you've, oh, my God. You've got an incredible <laughs> cast of characters around you that will absolutely <laughs> allow that to happen. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> Sweet man, uh, beautiful hockey day in history. Let's uh, uh, let's move right on to uh, player spotlight. And I believe Ross has the player spotlight. So Ross, who is impressing you, or who do you think is shit in the bed right now? Well, I mean Alexander Ovechkin. I think it's just impressive how he just has been just climbing the rankings, and he's kind of uh, nipping at uh, Marcel uh, Donne. Marcel Dion. Dion, yeah. yeah. Um, his uh, heels to pass him to be right behind Brett Hull. And well, if he keeps on pace for what was it with the math that was involved from last season, like for 32 goals for the next six seasons yeah, or more, that he would hit like Gretzky's record easy, easily. You know, some say uh, that Wayne Gretzky created COVID just so uh, uh, Alexander Ovechkin wouldn't, uh, uh, wouldn't break his record. <laughs> Some say I don't know. That's maybe, yeah, maybe that's getting a little too hockey Illuminati about it. But you know, you never know. (laughs) But still, he's been keeping a solid pace of like right around like fifty goals in this last like oh probably five ten seasons. Yeah, I mean, like, and him to get like thirty two goals is very possible. Like to keep that for that whole entire pace. I think he's at least scored o- almost fifty goals at least uh, regularly, unless it was a shortened season or a lockout season. Yeah, oh, totally. And he's a guy, you know, he just tries to get better every season. He just talked about getting thirty-two, and now he's over, you know, the fifty goals. Yeah. And we're just talking about that, man. I mean, and he's thirty-five years old. Yeah. What do you think, Trent? I think it's crazy because he scores almost every goal from the exact same spot in the ice. Oh yeah, awesome. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like. I was actually watching. I was watching some uh, replays the other day. Like literally every every time he's uh, on the power play, he literally just stands in that spot until somebody passes yeah. to him. <laughs> him and Stamkos, those are like yeah. right where they stay the whole entire time. But I think. Ovechkin has just perfected that whole entire, like, right on top of, like, that whole entire face-off circle area right oh, there. Agreed. We call it the OV office, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's one of the greatest, too. You have to get the Gretzky office behind that, and you have the OV office. And I think they're both the greatest, and they deserve their own offices. Yeah. Know? Can yeah. we call it the Oval office? <laughs> yeah. Like, get oh, it, the Oval it office? <laughs> yes. There it is. I mean, he is in the, the nation's capital and everything. I mean, like, it, it kind of, you know, it's like it, it kind of goes hand it in hand. It has its own little niche to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> It's got it's it's slightly relevant. I mean, uh, you know, hockey and politics because they go well so well together. Yeah, uh, t- Tony D'Angelo, uh, cough, <laughs> cough, cough. Anyways, uh, so let's uh, before we uh, before we get on the trend, I just uh, I really want to say uh, congratulations to the Boston Pride who became uh, two time uh, NWHL Isabel Cup uh, winners just this Saturday. With a four to three victory over the Minnesota Whitecaps, so that was pretty nice. cool. Um, nice. Boston Pride team captain uh, Jillian Dempsey was awarded the MVP. So, um, congratulations, gals! That was a good, hard-fought win and um, um, two-time Isabel Cup winner. So, hey, check that out. Yeah, right on. Congrats! So sweet. Yeah, um, let's get into the needy greedy, as I like to say. Uh, Trent. Uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, what a crazy, uh, what a crazy kind of thing to do, you know, like, uh, you know, just like customizing and, you know, uh, building these just incredible, like scale creations of, of like old school, uh, hockey on table hockey, you know, it's just, um, um, I think, I think any, uh, uh, hockey player would ever say, you know, like, uh, if they're not playing hockey, they're playing bubble hockey. And I think it's, uh, we, we just absolutely love the work you're doing, um, before we get into it, can uh, we would like to just you know get a little bit of background from you? You know, like kind of how you know you grew up uh, and like how uh, how you kind of got into hockey and and just like you know just a little uh, past. 
uh, past sure. to present. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, when I was young, Bobby Orr was the guy. And I loved Bobby Orr. I used to walk around with my grandmother and tell everybody I was Bobby Orr and she was Gordie Howe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right. And, uh, and then I just, I really loved, I just loved the Bobby Orr. I always wanted to play defense. When I played minor hockey, I played defense. I wore number four. That was my thing. I just really always was super into it. And uh, I think I saw my first pro game in about 1976, I think. Uh, Calgary Cowboys and Rec Nordiques, WHA. Oh, yeah. Wow. Right? And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just always been something I'm totally into. I just I still follow hockey. I mean, I'm a little uh, – I don't follow it as closely as I used to. The new game is a little too uh, – it's different than what I grew up with. Basically. Oh yeah, I mean you, you got to think about it like it, these days it's more like skill oriented. Whereas, I mean not, I'm not saying uh, back then uh, it didn't take skill to play pro hockey, but I mean it definitely took a bit a bit more of like a big bag of knuckles and uh, you know just uh, just straight you know piss and vinegar rather than yeah. uh, today. I, I'll, I'll absolutely <laughs> agree with you there. Um, yeah. So you, you mentioned you played minor hockey. Uh, uh, tell us about that. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, and just uh, sure. I mean, elaborate a little bit on that. I don't know. I didn't play. I only played. I moved around a ton when I was a kid, so I didn't play. I think I played four years all told. Played lacrosse in the uh, summers as well, and uh, yeah, the last actually. <laughs> that's funny. The last year I played, we lost every single game. Oh, <laughs> brutal! And so uh, I kind of lost interest after that. It was pretty, uh, pretty tough to keep going to the rink and losing. And I mean, we weren't losing by three, two, four, two. It was like blowouts. Oh, oh yeah. Why? So we're talking about a little bit of buffalo, a little Buffalo Sabres flavor right now. <laughs> it was the worst. Fire throw it in there. So okay, so yeah, I mean, uh, after after playing minor hockey, what kind of like maybe uh, is you know uh, what kind of reinvigorated your interest in hockey and kind of you know how did it come to you know customizing table uh, like table hockey rinks? Well, that's the thing is I was always into table hockey, right? When I was a kid, my brother my brother's three years younger than me, so we had a million series on our little Coleco game we had, and. I, <laughs> always had one kicking around and i think it was the late 80s early 90s the wayne gretzky game came out and everybody i knew had one we were going from house to house playing it was awesome oh yeah so i've always i've always played it you know if i'm out having a few beers and there's a bubble hockey game i'm on it for sure you know and i've always just kind of had one around and i i actually started tinkering with building my own about First time was probably, geez, maybe 15 years ago. Oh, wow. Because there weren't any around. And I'm really into stuff that looks authentic. Like the old table hockey games from like the 60s and 70s. I mean, the detail that we're in is amazing, right? Oh, yeah. There's nothing anymore. So I, I wanted to try and make my own. And I did a couple before I made this very elaborate. Ross? Well, I mean, that... I just want to know, like, how? What do you make, like, the little figurines and stuff out of? Because is that like wood, or do you have like little molds and stuff that you create each and every one, and then you kind of shape it to what it is when you do cut do the customization of inside of these bubble hockey arenas? Are you talking, are you talking about the players themselves? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the players actually on this game are from an old game from the uh, I think it was like the late seventies to the mid eighties. Okay. And uh, it's called the Coleco Game Room. It was like the biggest game you could get. It was four feet by two feet. It was like made for four people. And they had those figures. And so for about 20 years, I've been collecting them. If I see them eBay or if I, you know, at a garage sale or something. So I just have been scooping them up. I got about 20-some teams. So the players are actually somebody else's. Oh, okay. But the paint jobs on them were awful. So I have been painting them, basically. Because just the detail that you put in, like, all the players and all, it's just amazing. I was showing people, and it's just, like, their jaws at the floor. They're like, this table hockey? I'm like, yeah, dude. And it's just like, that's just amazing, man. 
Yeah, well, I'm a big sucker. I really wanted it to look super real, right? So that was my thing. You know, I spent a lot of time on that. Like painting those players is a real, it's not my favorite part of the project. You know, little sock stripes trying to paint in my eyes ain't what they right. used to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I can see my eyes just going cross-eyed just trying to look like even clo- close to those little yeah, things. I, I got some pretty funny goggles that I wear. The kids think I look hilarious. Nice. <laughs> Well, my my question for you, for you is, you know, I'm looking at the intricacy of the stadiums themselves. So you're looking at the Boston, right? The Boston Stadium, what is it called? The Garden. The Garden. So when you're looking at that, they're so intricate. And the seats, and you're looking at the little sections, and you have these little fans in there. So I'm looking at that, and I'm like, this is so much different than a regular bubble hockey game. Um, yeah. Do you have plans to, you know, create one like this and then create other ones for maybe people who want to pay you big money for it? Well, um, actually, I've got uh, some plans, and I actually started a second one that's a lot smaller. Players are smaller, the whole thing smaller, because this thing is like it's like six feet by four feet. Oh, yeah, wow. huge. Yeah, it's yeah. huge. Shit. <laughs> so it's like lots of people have asked, hey, will you build another one? And I'm like, yeah, this took two years. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to oh, build wow. another one. Either way, so I decided I should try to make something a little smaller. If somebody was interested, this makes it a little easier to you know, the logistics of moving it around and stuff, right? Well, yeah, because you've you've done like like uh, customized uh, you've customized like you know the stands and stuff for a few people and stuff, and you've sold those kind of off as well, right? I've done a few, I think five or six commissions. I actually just finished another one this weekend, just like sections of seats, right? Maybe thirty, forty inches long. Yeah. Stuff right. I did Chicago Stadium, a bunch of Boston Garden ones, and a Flyers one. See, so uh, I mean, obviously, uh, I think obviously Bobby Orr kind of, uh, I think maybe influenced you to do the old Garden. Um, is there was there anything else that kind of influenced you to, to start start with the Garden? Uh, like, uh, have you been there? Have you like uh, what what's uh, what's the main backing behind doing uh, the old Boston Garden? That's part of it. I I never actually got to go to the garden. I didn't make it to Boston until I think about the year two thousand, uh, a few years after, you know, before that. But I'd seen uh, I'd seen games at the Forum in Montreal and Maple Leaf Gardens and uh, a couple other old buildings. But I just really that was part of growing up. I watched you know living in Canada, Saturday night hockey night in Canada. When I was a kid, it was either at the Forum or Maple Leaf Gardens. Right. right? And I just remember the visuals from a kid, like the colors, you know, like the forum with the blue kick plate and the lights were dark, you know, and they had lots of, you know, the deep red seats in the whole lower bowl. You know, same thing, Maple Leaf Gardens was really super bright with a lot of kind of mustardy yellow. And I just really, I, I miss how unique those old buildings were. Like you go to a game now and it's like you could be anywhere. You know, I, used, I remember turning on the TV when I was a kid and you knew where the game was from, whether it was at, you know, Madison Square Garden or wherever, you could just tell just by the way it looked. You didn't even have to see the score or the ice or anything. I could just tell what it was. And so I just I really love the old buildings, right? You know, like old sports stadiums in general, old ballparks, you know. Yeah. And so being a Bruins fan, obviously I was gonna do the garden first, but I mean I'd love to do, you know, all the original six for sure. Oh yeah, and and it's it's got that like almost like folky individuality with almost every single uh, stadium. It really is. Which yeah. I mean, even even when I look back on those old games, you know, NHL Network or you know on on YouTube or whatever, you can always watch those those old school games. But you're totally right. You could you could definitely tell like, oh yeah, that well that's the forum. Obviously, you didn't you didn't have to look at the players or anything. Yeah, just like looking around like. And and I think I think it was right. I mean, like every every single uh, every single stadium had a, a very niche kind of attitude towards it, and I think that's really cool that you're trying to like recreate that through you know something that, like I mean, just a game, you know, table hockey, you know, like every what somebody like all hockey players are pretty much interested in. It's a very niche kind of idea, which I mean, which really like just captures your own like creativity as well. Yeah, I've not, when I was starting to do it, like I, you know, I scoured the internet to see if anybody had even taken a, a run at it at all, and I couldn't find anything. There's some like electric football guys that make stadiums and stuff, but nothing this elaborate, right? 
there's a guy that does ballparks. I can't remember his name. Steve Wolf, I think his name is. And he does these amazing ballparks, a little smaller scale than mine, but really cool. And so that kind of inspired me. And then I just uh, kind of just went for it with this one. You know, it started smaller. And it ended up being massive. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at your Instagram pictures, I mean, like when you first start out, you know, it's like it's it's just like it's at the rink and then maybe some lower seats, if that. And then now you look at it today, it's just like this thing is uh, literally the size of a room. And I mean, you've got I mean, you've got the box seats. You got the it's it's just incredible how how much it's uh, evolved since the beginning. Oh, yeah. And it remind like I was, you know reminded that i used to play like the actual little tin table hockey yep. like and it was canada and it was uh sweden yeah with the players on it and it was just old and it yeah i i'm thinking like about that size or a little bit bigger and you're saying six feet it's like oh god that's huge yeah i had to build it in uh pieces just in case i need to get it out of this room someday Oh, that's a, that's good, good, good foresight. There, you that's that's a very good idea. Kind of lucky too, because I really didn't know what I was doing. Like I basically, you know, I would go. I think I need to do this, and I think this is how I'll do it. And then I would start, and if that worked, then I'd go on to the next thing. But if that didn't work, then I'd just keep doing it until I got it to work, and then I'd go on to the next step. Right. 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 Actually, I had the whole slot pattern game all cut, all ready to go much smaller and then i put the rods in and i ran in i made some miscalculation and it was kept running into the net so i scrapped that and i went well if i'm going to start over maybe i'll just go bigger <laughs> uh, well yeah go bigger go home that's a uh, i mean you know that brings you to, i'm happy you mentioned that it brings me to my next question because is every slot pattern the same for every bubble game hockey is that you know just kind of like you know a regular game you have this obviously majored out slot pattern because, you know, there's all types of different types of bubble hockey. So is every slot pattern the same? Mm, well, you're kind of limited, right? You mm-hmm. got 10 rods and only so much, you know, and some of them have to pass. So there's interference right. and stuff. You're pretty limited with what you can do, you know, but they're, they're all, you know, basically pretty close, you know, maybe a little wiggle this way or a wiggle that way. Um, there's the Stiga games from Sweden actually have a mechanism where you can actually go behind the net with one of the wingers. Yeah. Oh. That's, That's the biggest cool. advancement I've ever seen. In table hockey, yeah, you can go behind the net. <laughs> which, well, I mean, which if, if anybody's ever played the super checks every now and then, you'll get that puck, like, just it somehow it just, like, sticks on that, like, those ramps behind, and, and you're just right. like, oh, well... There goes my fifty cent. Yeah, there goes my fifty cents. Unless we can get this damn puck off the back, you know. So that's huge. I mean, hey, Swedish ingenuity. I'll, I'll give. I'll give them that for sure. Um, well, that be the dead spot on all table hockey games is right behind the net. And I didn't want to have to have a ramp in there or anything because it would kill the realism. So every once right. in a while, we do have to stick our hand over and give it a little poke. Hey, you know, and that's all right. Just as long as they're not, you know, like icing it or anything, you know, back down to their end of the ice or something. Like, oh, come on, that's bullshit, bud. <laughs> <laughs> come on, that's Bush League. Uh, so you speak to the realism, and um, like you can you can really tell, like uh, in a lot of the pictures that you take. I mean, you you even go with actual real board advertisements and um you can see like uh you know uh on the on the, on the walls you know behind the seats and stuff you can actually see like the map of the um uh the map of the the i the rink and stuff like how you would actually have it at the uh, you know at, at boston garden um do you uh do you ba- how do you go about like you know finding like the author uh, the authentic stuff do you just go off of like pictures and stuff that you've seen throughout the years or uh like what kind of research or anything that goes uh does that go into that's pretty much it i just you know lots of pictures i used to like uh collect old games on tape you know i mean now it's just on tv or on youtube but i used to you know swap vhs tapes with guys across across, you know canada u.s hockey fight tapes full games and stuff so i used to have tons of Boston games from the garden, you know, so I watched tons of that, tons of picks. And when I was picking stuff, it was just like, I'd see something and go, Oh, I'm going to put that in. I'm going to stick that. Oh yeah. The whole thing too. Like there's no, uh, 
you know, I had no plans or whatever. So it's basically just going for it, you know, the real defining characteristics of the building. So I picked some of the ads. It was like, you know, lots of people are like, oh my God, I haven't seen that ad in years. You know, it really hit people in a lot of different areas. And that, and that's another thing. Yeah. Like when you, when you show these, like, you know, older, like, well, when older, you know, kind of older hockey fans see it, like what kind of, you know, yeah. What kind of reactions do you get? I mean, it's gotta be a pretty positive feedback. I mean, especially oh, just like taking a trip down, uh, you know, memory lane. It's been totally crazy. So many people message me, you know, just like, wow, you're taking me back to when I was a kid. I used to go with my mom and stuff. Like it's been really really way more than I thought, you know, I knew people would think it was kind of neat, but like tons of people, like, I think I'm probably going to get the keys to the city in Boston. at some point. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, hey, I'd give you it right now. If I was a uh, governor of Boston. I mean, hey, but uh, it's, let's get one of those for the, you know, the uh, Capitol building or something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. And and one of the things that I really like about bubble hockey compared to foosball, right, is the fact that, you know, there is you actually play a five on five. And you look at foosball, there's so many other players and it's just not a lot of strategy. I just feel like when you're playing bubble hockey, you can actually, if you yep. know what you're doing, have some strategy to it and get the puck in the net. Right. It's kind of like the real game. How That's do you feel right. about that? I totally agree. I'm not a foosball guy at all. It's just a bunch of spinning and random stuff, right? With the lamp basically right yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm way more of the way more of the table hockey i just love anything mostly uh any kind of old toy that's mechanical and works like i love stuff ross well um <laughs> <laughs> no this is just so neat that yeah just the detail that goes into these and everything yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, you've got you've even uh, and uh, you've even made, uh, you know, some some guys that, uh, you know, that are dropping the gloves. Like I remember I saw the uh, Terry O'Reilly going after. Uh, oh, gosh, I can't <laughs> remember who it was. But I mean, yeah, like just, you know, the, the kind of scenes that you actually set, you know, just for like, you know, uh, Kodak sakes or, uh, sakes or whatever. It's just it's so great to see, you know, you got the gloves and the sticks on the ice, right, you know, with. <laughs> Terry O'Reilly, you know, chucking knuckles. So I, it's like, it's, um, uh, do you just like kind of get like a hair, uh, like hair up your ass and you just like, you know, I want to, I kind I just kind of want to make some guys, uh, you know, duking it out or like, I mean, kind of what, like what goes through your mind when you're like, when you're thinking about like maybe new, uh, figurines or new, uh, concepts to do. I don't know. Just like actually making it like I, you know, those players i'd actually was trying to make my own players so i was 3d modeling them and then i was just like you know basically i was frankensteining some other models i'd take an arm off here and an arm off there and i went oh hey look and i made a guy fight and i was like oh here we go yes <laughs> i mean how, how can it be an old-time uh, you know like how, how can it be like old-time table hockey without somebody you know uh dropping the mitts eh? you gotta have some dukes going there for sure oh yeah <laughs> So that was, you know, I didn't uh, like I, all that stuff is like uh, 3D printed, right? Which I never did before I started building this. Like right. I bought a like maybe six months or eight months into building the game, right? Because I was actually this is the crazy part. The seats originally I had actually made a little form with little uh, uh, dowels all cut together like a log cabin sort of, and then I put a flat piece of plastic and I used a heat gun to make it shape. And then I was going to do that for each row of seats and I started to do it. And then I was like, this is going to take me till I'm 80 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone had mentioned, you should get a 3d printer. And I looked at them and they were super cheap. So I bought it and I started just printing everything. And I was like the seats in the, uh, in the balconies, I wanted to make them flip up and I didn't even know if it was possible. And so I just spent an evening kind of, playing around with it and I managed to make it work. So they print in one piece, they flip up, they flip down. And it's like, it's amazing what you can do with this stuff. Oh, that's incredible. The, like the seats actually, I did, I did not realize that. I did not that. realize that either. Cause yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I've seen pictures of like, you know, them flipped up or flipped down and I, I, I wouldn't even yeah. like think about them actually being, you know, workable seats. That's incredible. Oh, it's nuts. Oh, it's <laughs> It is. I agree, and and just I'm just curious if you had an Evan art background, 
I see the pictures, you know, behind you, and I see how well you draw the logos, even to the jerseys, hand painted. Everything looks so professional, just like the real thing. I just saw a picture a second ago too, where it looks like the Flash, kind of makes the ice look like it's been skated on before. You kind of see like the carves in the ice, like to see that attention to detail. Kind of tells me you might have an art background. Do you have that at all? Um, I'm. I don't have any like training in it or anything, but mm-hmm. ever since I was a kid, I was, I, you know, I love to draw, you know, and I've always, kind of, I've always made stuff, you know, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm actually a musician. Doesn't really translate to this, but uh, you know, art. that's still art. <laughs> that's still art. <laughs> yeah, no, just, uh, I've always just kind of, you know, paint. I didn't even actually I've dabbled in painting a little bit, but you know, built a few models when I was a kid. But I don't know, maybe I just. Uh, something i should have tapped a lot earlier in my life <laughs> it is it just stands like your your attention to detail just super it just stands out you have guys in the stands with a beer in their hand yeah. like, that's pretty awesome <laughs> yeah Realism. i think i think one of, I, th- I think i think one of my really favorite one is actually the uh the camera of the uh guy taking pictures on off the side of the bench that was probably my one of my favorite ones. Just like you know, just like back in the day, you know, those camera guys used to like sneak on the bench and stuff, get a couple uh, s- uh, snaps, and I think that's uh, I, when I saw that one, I was just laughing to myself. Like that's great. I mean, well, that was cool because that's actually uh, it's it's supposed to be Keith Bapino, the Bruins photographer, for like the last fifty years. Oh wow! He uh, out of the blue around Christmas time, he sent me a message saying how awesome it was he sent me a couple of really great pictures of the garden and he was just totally in awe and i was like i'm gonna make you put me in the no that's that's great uh, you show, uh and what did he say after that dude uh what, what did he think about that well he thought it was pretty cool he told some good stories too he said uh i think he broke in his time in that penalty box taking photos of the garden i think he broke six ribs two or three fingers i think getting hit by box and stuff Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so where do you do all the work? Do you have like a specific spot in your house, and do does it take up a lot of room? Because I noticed in a few of your pictures, you have the bubble hockey stuff going on, and the electric football thing going on too at the same time. So I'm like, where do these at in your house? Where do you keep all this? Where does the space go? And do you uh, actually, get angry yeah. about it? I have like a loft in my house, okay. and it's basically just my stuff, essentially. Right. Now that's just for like doing all the little stuff. But when I'm doing the actual building construction, like the woodwork and stuff, I'm just out of my garage. Oh, that's amazing. See, just building this in his garage, like, yeah, that's just nuts. <laughs> my cars don't go in there, but my my uh, bubble hockey stuff does. Yeah, my yeah. car doesn't need to go in there. I got, <laughs> I got I got a couple things I need to do on the rink today, so. <laughs> <laughs> and see, uh, that's. I, I like I think the way, the reason why I I just enjoy this so much. I mean, obviously it's table hockey, bubble hockey. Yeah, I mean, I can I can remember you know every night me and my dad like hanging around this tiny little you know bubble hockey game that he got for Christmas or something, and like I I'd, I'd bug him every night. Come on, let's play at least like you know let's do a three on five, let's do a five on seven. You know, best out of like you know ninety three. Come on, let's go. You know, always yeah. bugging him to play. It. I mean, it was like uh, so. You know, it really hits the uh, nostalgia heart. But it also like to me, uh, just like it's so in- interesting and so how it, like it's so such a creative outlet. And it also, I I think at least in ways that it does correlate to the game of hockey. How how truly creative that like you know some hockey players well like a lot of hockey players have to be just out on the ice every every night and i think that and i think that what what you're doing breeds a lot of the same kind of creativity as i mean just like and, and attention to detail just as these players you know you know go to go to battle every night you it's very it's it's a very attention to de- detail kind of game yeah no it's just amazing and nuts just the detail because yeah my mom fuck would tell me that it just reminded her of like the old coliseum and all of that when she went to go and watch hockey games and my dad when he went to go watch the old salt lake city golden eagles games and stuff like that because that's how the, all of those stadiums were built it was yeah. just like just those old time they have that nostalgia and you've just like captured that within it 
Yeah. Even with the players that are playing it with no helmets or the goofy, yeah. the Lanny McDonald one. I love the hell out of that one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I also had a question because I know we lost the puck to my grandma's. So we had to use like one of those plastic Chinese checkers. <laughs> so do you, th- do you find those or do you actually 3D print those as well? I've been making some pucks 3D printed. Ones. Oh, good. I might need to hit you up for a couple <laughs> <Yeah>. extra ones. <laughs> I actually made some other ones just out of wood, too. Just a wood dowel, cut it, shellac it. You know, the paint works pretty good, too, actually. All right. Because, yeah, yeah that, it was like, oh, my, what are we going to Oh, here's plastic Chinese checker right there. <laughs> or, you know, if you want to go to the trailer park, boys, uh, route, just get a, you know, good old puck of hash. Oh, You'll yeah. You'll be good at that, too. Yeah. And play some hash hockey. Right. (laughs) But your work is just so good. You mean, I'm just so so surprised that no one or anyone from NHL stadium-wise has just offered, you know, just, hey, we'll pay you big money just to make us a nice-looking version of our stadium. For the fans, just to kind of, again, bring up that that old feeling, just play some bubble hockey. I think that would be a great idea just for any hockey stadium to have for the fans. I think, yeah, that'd be great. Cause I mean, all these are actual working, you know, bubble hockey, uh, bubble hockey games. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, do you ever, do you ever, uh, do you ever have like tournaments or, you know, like, uh, you know, a little, uh, you like have the boys come over drink some beers, have like tournaments or whatever. Uh, it's been like full on almost lockdown around here ever since it's been ready to be played. So oh yeah, yeah. Oh. it's been a total drag. Oh well, I'll, think about think about when you actually unleash that in front of all your buddies. I mean, I think they'll fall in love with that too. I mean, uh, you know, especially if they're not Instagrammers or whatever. Like, uh, uh, just come over and see that thing in the in the flesh. Oh, would just, I mean, I think you know, like the Hallelujah chorus would be shining and like. <laughs> You know, like sun, uh, sun lights would be shining directly on that thing. The crowning, the crowning jewel should be uh, you putting uh, Cheever's mask on. Oh yeah, and that was, and, and and that's another thing. You know, you got Ken Dryden's mask like perfectly done. You got Cheesy's mask like re- really well done. Um, I, one thing I also wanted to know is that I think this is like a really great way to kind of like expose really old time hockey to, you know, new, uh, new or young hockey fans, you know, like, uh, like past all of our generations, you know, like, you know, the, the 10 year old and the 11 year old players now kind of like, I, I think this is the be- a great way to kind of like show them that you know this is what old time hockey was and this is how this is how it looked and this is how it like it felt like yeah it's a, it's like a generation thing too a little bit it's you know look at these all these little kids who play just NHL EA all the time right like what yep. what a great game just bond with your family and just have some fun with your friends just a good old time just throw a quarter in there if you're at a sports bar if you have one at your house just what a great time just have some fun with some friends and your family too just kind of brings sure. back, you know, that old time hockey feel. Just kind of just hanging out. That's right. No, it's good. I love it. I get my. I'm trying to get my kids a little more into it because basically right now they'll come up to ask me a question and it's like, one second, get on the other <laughs> end, you wait for a bit, and then I'll answer your question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can, can we order some pizza? Well, if you can pl- if you can beat me in a game, we can, we'll get pizza. <laughs> if you lose, if you lose, we're uh, staying in tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and if you do do another one of these big ones, would you probably do? Uh, what team would you probably do for your next big one? I kind of think I would probably sort of a toss-up between Maple Leaf Gardens and the Montreal Forum. Oh. I, I, yeah, I, I honestly, uh, you know, if you do, if you do do the forum, are you going to have like some like ghosts and stuff in the, uh, in the stands, you absolutely. know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because I mean, the, 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 the biggest thing is that, yeah, the forum was up supposedly haunted. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's why almost every team would lose whenever they like, went in. Cause you know, all the ghosts were trying to fuck with the other team. Oh yeah. <laughs> I saw a game there in, uh, I think it was 91. It was on tour with a band and there, I was staying in Montreal and there was a game that night, so I just went to the forum to see 
you know, what the possibility of getting in was, and I got a scalper ticket for ten bucks. Ten bucks, against the Whalers. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> think about trying to go. Think about trying to go into Montreal now and trying to scalp a ticket. Think oh. about just think about how much money the these tickets go for. I mean, everywhere now oh, that now it's these, crazy. Oh, it's crazy yeah. Okay, like I haven't bought a ticket to a game in probably, geez, like 20 years. You know, I'll go, my, my work will give me a Bruins tickets every year and I'll look at the face value and it's like close to 300 bucks. Yeah. Right? And then I'll, I'll take my, you know, one of my kids will go with me and it's like, if the game sucks, I'm just like, man, I would have paid 600 bucks for that. Like I, I couldn't even go home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like, no. You might have to. I might have to sell some blood or plasma, you know, just yeah. to get back home. No gas it's in the crazy. car. I found, I was going through a, some old stuff here the other day and I found an old ticket stub. I saw a flames game playoff game in 89. And I think the, the ticket was $22. Can we please go back to that? Right. Right. No, no, it, it's, it's insane. It, it, I like, and we got onto the conversation with mom and I about that, how like sports, like just things sports related are just ridiculously overpriced, especially oh, yeah. getting on to like, we're in Colorado. So we just are now getting hockey back. Some of the prices that those people are charging to get their tickets to go in and just watch like a cup, like a game of hockey is yeah. just outrageous. It's up to like $2,000 for some tickets. And it's like, why? You're not even, you're kind of taking the enjoyment out of it. Why, why, why are even, how could you charge that much? Can't we get back to the $22 seats and the $50 glass seats, you know, or something like that? Just have like a good, you know, a good time or something like that. Well, just as, just as everybody, uh, everybody that gets, uh, you know, interviewed about if someone gets traded or something, they don't say it's a game anymore. They say it's a business. Oh yeah. It's not a game anymore. It's a business, which is, I think, the saddest thing that's actually right. happened to hockey. Yeah, is that just, uh, yeah, just like just like all these other pro sports, man. They they're not sports anymore. They they're businesses. Oh yeah, it's just yeah, it's just. And it's sad to hear the players say that all the time. Yeah, it's a business. It's a business. No matter what, you know, affiliation you are, MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, it's always a business, right? And it's sad to hear about. Yeah. yeah. That's direction all sports are playing that direction. It's just kind of sad, but it's like you know you tune in to see some highlights and like you know the sportscast begins with it's all about money. Oh, so and so signed for this much money, and so you know, so, I don't care about that. Can I see the goals? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to know about uh, how, how many millions of dollars that they that they bought this player for. Right. Like, I just want to see that sick ass save everybody was yelling about earlier that I missed. You know, <laughs> so and <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so and and that's another like really, uh, I guess, um, for the lack of a better word, just like charming thing about just your work. You know, it really does take yeah. it back to the good old days, and it just reminds you of where uh, hockey really came from. It's like a little wholesome feeling in your heart, a little bit, because it's just like, oh, that's like way back in the day where. There was no troubles like that, you know. It was just the sport. It, it yeah. wasn't yeah. what it is nowadays. Speaking of back in the day, when was the first, you know, bubble hockey game really invented? When was that really a thing? Oh, jeez. I don't know the exact date. I'm not a real historian. I know I just bought a, a table hockey game that was from 1955, I think. That, that was actually going to be my trivia question today. I was ah. waiting. I was waiting for it. And so my trivia question was going to be, when was the first game of table hockey invented? And for the Daily Double, who invented it? It was 1932 by a Canadian named Daniel H. Munro Sr. Do you know why? Why he did it? Or was it he saw something like a foosball or something like that and got an idea for hockey? No, it was just, uh, you know, he had a couple kids you wanted to make them uh, they they all really enjoyed hockey and they wanted to make him a make him a couple christmas presents and eventually he kind of he, uh, he uh he took it to the uh he yeah, actually took it to a local eaton's department store 
and um, they uh, they signed a deal. And next thing you know, like before he even got home, the game was sold, and there were orders being placed for it. Oh my! Yeah, I'll find those around actually. The old uh, uh, the Munros. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, that one was basically it was a ramp, you know, like this. Yeah, it had one player on each end, and it just kind of, you know, it was basically like a goalie player, and it just kind of bat the ball back and forth. It went up the ramp and down the ramp. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. It's yeah. That's basically it. Um, that was the beginning. All right. It's, and yeah, it's, from from there, you know, super checks, you know, Stiga. <laughs> Uh, uh, an original Trent Bueller has uh, uh, like evolved, uh, has evolved from you know just the the Monroes. Jeez, that's just nuts! How now now hearing from where it's come from to what it is now is just completely insane. It's beautiful. It's a, it's a wonderful it's a wonderful aspect of hockey. Actually, that some of the Monroe games from I think it's like between 1961 and 63. Those games are amazing the detail on them is phenomenal tin um all kinds of features uh goal lights no wires though it's all mechanical connections mm-hmm. there's like a metal flap under the net that hits another metal piece and it lights up it's just super cool uh, i i wouldn't doubt if that was what my grandparents have down in their basement no uh, yeah i would i would take it yeah i would definitely it's see it out your grandparents <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> Keep it from us the whole entire time. So I gotta say, which I mean, out of out of all the table hockey games that you've played with and all that, uh, uh, what uh, what would you say is like probably your most favorite out of all of them? If we're if we're talking about Monroe's Super Checks, Digas. I'm not much of a Super Checks guy. It's a little too pinbally, too fast, too big rods. You know, I like the little small handheld fingertip control. You know, there was a game. Can't remember what year it was. Eagle before uh, Coleco bought Eagle. I'm trying to, like I said, I'm not a real historian, but it was uh, basically the game I had when I was a kid was a Coleco. The defenseman slots were an S, and these other ones were slightly bigger, and the defenseman slots were straight, and they had metal players with plastic sticks. Oh, that is, that is the game for me. No, I actually know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah, the um, uh, I think um, I actually uh, for some reason I got like a pack of like an old, old, old school pack of players for them. It was uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Detroit Red Wings, all like really old schooled out and all that. You yeah. know, just just for collection. But yeah, no, exactly what you're talking about. I, yeah. I um I gotta say I think my favorite one uh, is uh, like the second one um, that my dad and I uh, ever ever bought and played with. Um, it was really cool. It was kind of like it was in between you know just a, a regular table hockey and a super checks. But the really cool thing about the, these ones is that you had like at, at the end of the rods you had something that you could push in to kind of like wrist shot it. And oh, it, the top corner hockey. Yes, the top corner hockey ones. Those yeah. those are absolutely my favorite ones forever. And I mean, um, even even so, like so, um, you know, those old start starting lineup figures, yeah. hockey figures. You know, sometimes I'd even just like take all the goalies and stuff off of uh, like the players and stuff off of there, tape in the uh, tape in the holes, and just like uh, play with the starting lineup guys on there. It was, I don't know, man. It was just. Uh, it was the thing I, I don't know. I was just weird about it. Like if I if I if I didn't have anybody to actually play the table hockey game with someone, I'd probably just take them off and play with a starting lineup guys on the <laughs> table hockey. <laughs> so that yeah, that was that one is definitely always one of uh, will always stay in my heart as the most favorite for sure. Right on. Oh, well, damn, Trent. Thank you so much for uh, sitting down and talking with us, man. It's been a blast. It really has. Um, uh, you got anybody you want to, before we sign off here, do you got anybody you want to shout out to real quick or, you know, just, uh, drop a line on mention some social media for us to follow. Yes. You want to check out my Instagram at old time table hockey for all the good stuff. Oh yes. All the good stuff. And I, and I always want to say this one too. I'd just like to say hi to all the guys down at work. All right. Slap shot line. Nice. There you go. All right. Cool, man. Um, yeah. Uh, well, uh, Ross, you, uh, what do you got here, bud? Well, um, just to all of our listeners, uh, 
my beer nation uh for sure and yeah definitely for yeah <laughs> trent coming on and all that it's yeah it's great good episode I oh yeah that. uh bryce shout out to my friends family listeners um my beer nation my dog nation right as usual um other than that i think you know thank you so much for coming on man it was awesome hey, thank yeah you guys yeah, Trent, thank you so much, and uh, thank you for all the awesome stuff you're doing with table hockey. I might, uh, I might have to get you to commission a little like uh, McNichols kind of thing for you know back back in the day with the Avs, you know, it, it, just a heartwarming thing. That's I think that's actually where all all three of us saw our first uh, professional hockey games. Yeah. Was, uh, McNichols or either that or the Denver Coliseum. Denver exactly. Coliseum or yeah, you got to see the Grizzlies in the Avalanche in the McNichols Arena. Yeah, so. uh, and McNichols. See, that's and that's the thing uh, about McNichols is it was it was like one of those older older time kind of arenas where it just right. every, everybody was right on you. It was dingy. It was all just dark gray from just c- concrete. It, it, was, it got <laughs> muggy and sweaty, and it was just. Oh, yeah. As we said in our past episodes, you didn't have a bunch of shit to do off to the sides. It was like a couple like beer carts, beer stands, food stands, and that was it. Yeah, you got like uh, you got hot dogs, nachos, or uh, uh, popcorn, and I think that was about it. Some ice oh, yeah. cream. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if you didn't want one one of those, you're pretty much fucked unless you drank <laughs> beer the entire night. So, and uh, you know you could get some water at the water fountain. So good luck. But uh, yeah, Trent, thank you so much for coming on, man. We love talking about it. We love it. We love what you're doing. So um, yeah, uh, check out uh, at Old Time Hockey on Instagram. Um, do you want to pl- plug like your band or anything like that, man? Jeez, I haven't even seen my band in years. Yeah, Pal Joey, Edmonton. Nice. Check, check him out. Are uh, where uh, where can you hear? Uh, where can we hear you? Uh, we've got like a Bandcamp page, Pal Joey Bandcamp. Pal Joey Bandcamp, check it out. Yeah. All right. In, in that case, uh, and uh, yeah, Pal Joey at Bandcamp at uh, at Old Time uh, Table Hockey on Instagram. Other than that, uh, you can check us out every every week on Spotify, Anchor, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, Breaker, Podbean, Verbal. Pocket Cast, Jesus Christ, this is uh, it. It gets longer every time. Or YouTube, uh, like and subscribe both uh, old time table hockey and on the bench with Beaks. So, oh, and I'm gonna take a, uh, a breath, of fresh air, real quick, and then uh, without further ado, um, goodbye, Trent and uh, V Horsh. Salut. Thanks, guys. See you, man. Later. Try the damn thing, see what happens.